I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast. As you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, Benji was in and out. He's just come back. We had a few technical issues. This is going to be our SD Works uh preview we were going to try and combine a few other teams but this is going to be just sd works and to be honest when we were doing it we realized we had a fair bit to talk about with this team uh with all the leaders and all the wins so they get their own big old preview anyway so just ignore uh what i said at the start of the pod about this being combined we'll do some of the other major teams uh in the coming weeks in the women's world tour but hope you enjoy it and here it comes sd works Movistar women's team and Canyon Shram with probably the the GOAT retiring on one of those teams. A new GOAT perhaps already starting to be crowned on SD Works and a, a real challenger team in Canyon Shram who broke out from a few years of sort of middling doldrum results when we thought they could have done better. But is there any other team... I, I with Trek Benji, I don't see them. I thought they were going to be the challenger team. If we look at the Women's World Tour in 23, I thought Trek were going to challenge SD Works more. Yeah, they certainly were strong during that year. If we take a look at the riders they have in their squad, like Balsamo, for example, with a combination of Elisa Longo Borghini and then Alan Van Degg, those riders really had a really good year two years ago. But Balsamo got injured, Van Dijk uh, had maternity leave, and Longo Borghini just can't climb as well as Volring. So that, yeah. that matters. And in addition rider. to that, in addition to that, we saw one of the greater transfers of the last two years, two of the greatest transfers of the last two years. SD Works got better after Van der Bregen left because Kopecki was signed and Hubis was signed. And yeah. Van der Bregen was amazing, but you can fix the volume of wins that you lose by those two riders plus Volring getting better. And that's exactly what happened. So Little yeah. Trek just can't compete against that at this very moment. So I'm not seeing it directly, but hey, we always hope for competition. And today we are going to focus on SD Works Movistar and Canyon Shram. And let's start off with SD Works, you know, because we've got a, a team with 62 victories in 2020. <laughs> that is actually insane. 40 of those victories are World Tour. And they're not some washed up World Tour Mickey Mouse races. Tour de France GC with Volring. Second with Kopecky. We've got four stages with Kopecky, Wibbis, Volring, and Royster. They probably could have won more if they played a little different. That's the, that's the crazy part about this. They've got 62 victories, yeah. but with some tactical change, they might win more than the ones they have. They won Omlop, RVV, Simocladis, through all those kind of races with Kopecky, and then following with a, a stunning season next to the Tour Strade, Amstel, Flesh, LBL, so the triple crown when it comes to the, uh, the Hill Classics. Burgos, Romandy, and then we haven't even spoken about him, Dwevelheim, Itzulia, and Swiss that Royster ended up winning, and those are not the only victories, because 
I think Plue was won by um oh European Bredewald. champion. What's her name? Yes, Bredewald. Bredewald. So they just win left and right. And then I haven't even spoken about Weebus's individual victories outside of the Tour de France. So the list is just so long of victories for this team. And even with the fact that I feel like they could have won Roubaix, you're allowed to make a mistake here and there if you win everything else. You are. Um, yeah, Roubaix is probably the one big thing they're missing. Although there's two other, for want of a better word, yeah. grand tours. They aren't three-week races, but there's La Vuelta and the Giro. And La Vuelta, I think, was made one of the best races in cycling all season. The last two GC stages of that was unbelievable with Pigate, with uh, <laughs> Covadonga, which is back in the men's race this year. Uh, Volering taking time, but not enough, but Van Vleuten getting it done. And so, yeah, they didn't actually, like Movistar still challenged them a little bit, but 40 World Tour wins more than even Visma Lisa bike. And obviously there's less women's World Tour races. They are statistically and clearly the most dominant team in all of cycling. Like they could do what they wanted yes. in every stage of the tour if they wanted to. And it's, I don't think it's a good thing. Like, even with like Yumbo winning the three Grand Tours, also, you know, and it's not just Yumbo winning all three Grand Tours. If you look at who's on the podium of all the Grand Tours the last two, three years, it's like UAE, Yumbo, Ineos. 90% of them I haven't checked the stats, but it's, it's a high proportion of them. And he, he's got SC I... Works who are even more dominant than any of those one teams. That's very true, and the thing I'm wondering right now is, uh, a few weeks ago, a report came out, I think half December somewhere, about the finances of both men's World Tour and women's World Tour teams. When it comes to women's World Tour teams, the average budget of a women's World Tour team is 3.8 million, and the median budget is 3.6 million. I expected that to be higher, because I expected the difference between SD Works and the other teams to be quite significant. But then That's I thought about it, and... Is it because the, the constant costs of a women's world tour team are a higher proportion of the total yeah. budget versus a men's team? As in, they have to do all the race days, the salary is just a significantly less portion, you know? The flights aren't cheaper because you're a women's yeah. team. Um, yeah, the fixed costs are a higher proportion. That's right. That's why, you know, a team like Ineos could spend a much higher proportion of their overall budget on rider salary, the talent, than into Marche Cofidis. Same applies in women's cycling. And it's probably even more drastic in that if you get an extra million to spend on rider salary, you oh. got to get Lorena Vibers and, and like every, yeah. the best young talent and more and more. So that's what's happened. But listen, credit to SD Works. They put the money in and the other sponsors, Spesh, I presume, and they probably got the best ROI in cycling just about. SD Works yep. and, and Spesh with this women's team. They, they win the tour of four stages and everything else just about. So credit to them. At least they're putting, their money, they're putting the money in. They get the results out. But yeah, hard to really knock that season, to be honest. But also, like, they should win everything. They had the best classics rider, the best GC rider, and the best... Uh, yeah, the, the best sprinter. So that should generally mean you win uh, a lot of races. But now onto their transfers. We're going to see if the, the strong gets stronger. Actually, <laughs> not much happening 
with respect to their transfers, uh, SD works. In fact, there's just one each way, Benji. Out yep. Sinafrey, who wasn't really part of the main team's success in the big races this year, what is she going and doing? Well, basically, she was a short track mountain biker, I think 2021 world champion, if my mind serves me right. And I would expect her to continue that journey more because she's leaving the team and hasn't necessarily decided what team to go to. So I'm guessing that's the, the path she's oh, taking, Olympics. maybe the roadside of the yeah, Olympics, for example. That's an important, yeah. but she could have also stayed on, a, on SD Works while going on that journey. But it seems like she's going to be focusing all out on that is how I perceive this trip. Uh, this uh, this step, but the incoming transfer then, because there's only one, like you say, one outgoing, one incoming. Don't change a winning team is how I perceive it. Femke Heritse from Mark, uh, from Park Hotel Valkenburg, and I think that team is now being called Volker Wessels in 2024, if I recall correctly. But Heritse basically was, I swear, last year they signed the likes of Bredewold, also from Park Hotel, and had a had a, a list of like three riders that I expected to go to Wilter at some point and Heritza was on that list and she's a solid domestique for Hill Classics. It's not like she has the the results where you'd expect her to become a leader at at his D-Works, but you also need domestiques at a team like this. And I think Heritza fits that role. Top 40s at Hill Classics, so she can play an early role there. And then Afet Valivarazine also confirms that Hill Classic quality. But I think her best result was probably 23rd at Strade because Outside of some other results in like smaller races, 23rd at Strade, you need to be at a pretty damn good level to reach that, right? Yeah, I think so. And she just looks like a solid rider. There's uh, Elena Cicchini, who's one of the most important domestiques, but can she really help on the hills? Uh, they have younger riders in Shackley uh, as well for the hills, but. I think they could do with a bit more help in that regard. Uh, Christine Madras is is 36 now and is in the last year of her contract, so maybe that's the role they see uh, Heritza going into. That would make uh, make sense to me. But yeah, they also have uh, like Marie Schreiber, who we haven't really seen with the World Tour team uh, in the last part of the year because she rode. Uh, she DNF Tour de Swiss and then rode uh, Tour de l'Avenir, where she was pretty solid. Uh, she looks like another sort of all-rounder, 20 years old, and she joined them in March uh, last year. But maybe she's someone we also see a bit more of. Not a transfer, but they also have a lot of young riders, SD Works, already on the team. All these riders under 25 years old. Yep. Heritza, bred of old. Uh, can I count? I can't. Schreiber, Shackley, Fisher Black, Unikin, Blankovash, and Vibers also is under 25 years old. So they're here for now and probably the future as well. I'm curious about the likes of Lonica Unikin because I swear there was this moment two years ago. Was it 2022 Ronde van Drenthe or something? I, I recall her competing or being competitive in one of those races and... I feel like she's somewhat stagnated a little in 2023. Yes, she's actually won a stage in the Lotto Turingen Tour, which is is good, but she hasn't crossed into the level where she's really that rider that could step up in the way that a Bredewald is stepping up when it comes to the likes of Plue and so forth. So she's a bit of a sprinty type. So 
I'm curious where that goes. Still, still 23. There's still a, a a solid margin of growth possible there, and that's the crazy thing about this team. They've got their their crazy riders like Demi Volring, probably at her peak level, but you never know. She might even get better. Kopecky, really bloody strong at the moment. Wibbers, best sprinter in the world. They've got the best rider in so many categories. Royster as well, arguably one of the best ETers in the world. And then you look at the list of their entire team, and there's so much that is still potential growth. And Blanka Vashu is also one of those riders, like the Hungarian rider, a stage one in Girodon in, uh, in July. Yeah, because that's early Tour de France. Yeah, that was her bounce She won a back. stage at Tour de Suisse as well. I agree, she had a bit of a bounce back after maybe a, a season where we expected her a little more. Maybe we just expected a bit too much from her last year. Because, again, this is a rider of 22. And it's not because she's on SD Works that she will kick off the year after she's joined, for example. But I reckon Vosh is also making the step up again this year. And it's like... I'm high on the the Femme Van Empel train at Visma Lisa bike, but I'm also still pretty high on the Blanca Vosch train when it comes to uh, yeah, her results coming in the future because winning a Girodon stage is not super easy and she pulled that off, so deserves the credit for that. And that's, I think, a reduced group sprint against the likes of Persico, Digard and so forth after a, a bit of a harder race, if I recall correctly. Vos was in the group, but didn't sprint to her best abilities, if I recall. <clears throat> but um, outside of this, we've, we've gone through a list of riders here. We've gone through the results they got in 2023, which is hard to top. 62 wins with 40 welter wins, hard to top. But what would you say is the expectations? More of the same, right? If you can pull that off once and you don't change your team much, you don't change your winning team, then I think the goal for 2024 is that same team to try and get as many victories as possible, try to win whatever race you join. And in addition, try to have Gopeki win Roubaix this time. And try to have Volring win more than one of the big Grand Tours. I think that's it. It's like win all the major one days. Win Liège, Tour of Flanders, Roubaix, Strada, Binda, and Plouet's big as well. They already won that. Win the World Championships with Vollering. Somehow, yeah, win the Olympic Games road race. I don't know if, if Van der Brecher will be the DS also there for the Netherlands with Vollering. I know it's not SD Works, but actually that would be against Kopecky. That'd be, uh, that's probably going to be the best race of the year, World Champs and the Olympic Games road race. Uh, win the Giro. Can, Vol can Vollering do the triple? Can she? Because AVV, she's following up the GOAT. Can she do the triple? Of the yep. Giro Vuelta and Tour de France Femme in one year. That's something they have. You have to set new goals to tick new things off. Otherwise, you know, you'll get bored exactly. or demotivated. So, and they have to set them high. I feel is like. It, oh, sorry. Huh? Is it harder to combine with your Olympics coming in before the Tour de France Femme? The triple. Yes, I think so. I think because the men have the Tour de France <laughs> to peak for the Olympics. Am I wrong in saying that I feel like the train for Vibers wasn't the best? Like, I feel like it. Vibers won because she is the best, right? And in 2023, she won double digit races, 12 races, most at World Tour level. Uh, but in 2022, she actually won 
double the number of races on DSM. So I feel like the train hasn't like they got Guarishi, she's great, right? But mm-hmm. I think Vibes is suffering, and this is maybe the bigger point I want to talk about. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How do you manage all these superstars on this team? And I'm putting even Royster yeah. in that category. Like Royster clearly. You know, she's even said some things uh, where she's like, well, I'm, you know, happy. I guess the team is happy they won today uh, in, the, in the tour yeah. the, or something. I was like, okay. Um, how do they keep all these riders happy? It's a good question because I agree when it comes to Ibis that she's had more victories in previous years. But there's so many races this year where she ended up winning the sprint behind Kopecky winning the race. Yeah. Which... It's all part of that, that team-based strategy where if you join this team, then they're going to try and win with the team. And that shows with Kopecky ending up winning those races. Because the logical strategy in a classic is you try to attack with Kopecky. If she gets away, then she might win. If she doesn't get away, then Weebus is behind to try and take care of it. And this goes even further if you have someone like Royster that attacks early. So they try and anticipate with Royster. If she gets caught, you've got Kopecky to attack. If she gets caught, you've got Weebus. So it's this whole stepping process of, of leaders that are kind of chained behind in the same way that Wout Fanat has been chained behind in a few races in the past. So it's kind of like that logic will hurt Weebus in certain races because yeah. Kopecky is just good enough to win those races if she actually gets away. But if the train is sure necessarily it weaker, go ahead. How that's the thing. Does it help Vibers being on SD Works? Because if you are just the fastest, and you just have a team that controls the stage, she wins and does a lead I up. Think... Is the answer well, no? Because in reality, if she's on a different team, Kapeki attacks on stage one of the tour anyway and still wins solo. I think the answer to that is that. I think Wibizet SD Works is more versatile than any Wibiz we've seen before. And as a consequence of that, she will win a more broader variety of races at SD Works, unless she could have replicated that versatility on a different team, which she hadn't before. She was True. pretty good at Drenthe ones at, at DSM, for example, but she's not as, as versatile as she is at this team. So I see the big difference there. The variety and amount of races she wins, as in... If everything goes right, it is not impossible that there's a scenario where Wibbers might end up in a winning situation in the likes of RVV, for example, which is somewhat crazy to think about. But that is not impossible because of the team situation that is works, And that goes for many other races that she might not be in that position for in the first place. Second factor, whether her sprint train's weaker, we know that the DSM sprint train, in my opinion, is the best in block. Yeah. But I think Warishi is still one of the two best leadouts in the world. So at UAE Tour, we saw some leads out of, leadouts of her where I was like, okay, this shows that she has that adaptability mid-sprint that we see in the likes of uh, 
a Merkel on the men's side, for example. And, well, in previous years, that is. <laughs> and I feel like Guarishi is really, really good when it comes to leadouts. So I wouldn't necessarily say that our leadouts are, are worse. It's more that Guarishi isn't sent to the Tour de France because Kopecky needs to be in that. Yeah. And then for stages that Wibbers might be able to compete, then they have to go for Kopecky because Kopecky might have 1% more chance of winning that race. So it's more the, the versatile uphill sprints. Oh my God. Are you seeing you gotta, this? Yeah, you, if you're watching on YouTube, Benji just did a bird, uh, fireworks celebration for the double thumbs up. Is that, a, is that from Mac OS update? <laughs> I have no clue what just happened. <laughs> Your Wi Fi is barely working today, but your computer's managing to set off fireworks. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> continue with what I'm saying. Go ahead. I think they, I mean, Royster was really good at the tour this year. Yeah. There was some weird stuff on the stage that her who won uh Northgard and her and Lippert like went solo was that that stage yes. from the breakaway or Bowen I fine. feel I feel like the they got to re reduce the number of cooks in the kitchen at the tour like I see that th 3 a sprinter a classics rider and a GC rider and bear yeah, in but... mind they only they only have teams of 7 not 8 is already a shitload of leaders, and I'm not saying Royster did a good job on the tourmalade. She was the only person there doing something, but I think they have to have uh, keep Bredevold, and I think Madras, and I would put in Fisher Black as a dedicated climbing domestique for Volering, and then another. It depends. It depends if if Royster wants to be a dedicated ruler, that's the best ruler you're gonna get. I just don't know whether that fits in with her winning Olympic gold in the TT. The final factor that I also want to mention in those like cooking the kitchen stories is Kopecky has teased that she might not go to the Tour de France fam, which might change the entire dynamic of that race. Really? But also in addition to that, I swear the tactic that you have at SD works as the go-to strategy for the team is they always think, oh, everybody's going to look at us to chase. And then their strategy to avoid that at Roubaix, which backfired into the front stages, which backfired a few times, is putting a domestique that could be beaten by other breakaway riders in the breakaway to the point that they've then got other riders from other teams with a better chance to win the stage yeah. than maybe their domestique in the breakaway. And they're kind of stuck behind. And that's happened a few times this year. So... I've noticed that throughout 2023, that has been the go-to strategy or should have been the go-to strategy for competing teams of SD Works to try and benefit from the strategies that SD Works applies. Try and put people in the breakaway, try and force them to put a domestique in the breakaway and try and abuse that to try and get the victory your way. And that isn't necessarily to do with the... Well, actually, that is to do with Royster at the Tour de France Femme because Lippert attacked, Royster was in the wheel, Right? In that one stage? And she started relaying for a bit, no? Yeah, and Leopard just keep, kept going, because, like, why not? There's no value of Royster being in that group, right? In that, in that attack. No. Uh, she, was, she was supposed to be pulling back the breakaway, and we actually saw multiple times, this was what was amazing in the Tour de France fam, so disorganized was the chase that yeah. Phoenix, Phoenix de Koenig nearly won with a solo rider, and then did win with a solo rider like the next day. Yeah. 
And then another one, break one with Norsgaard, and then bow and find one. Or need a, bow and find or need a mark. Um, bow and find one. And... Correct. I, so I was surprised, actually, not to, because Roubaix was the, is, is the blueprint. Like, yep. you say, oh, how can you attack Lorena Vibas? Uh, you know, uh, it's not so easy, right, to form a breakaway. You're not attacking Lorena Vibas. You're not attacking Correct. her. You're attacking three domestiques. Maybe, you know, you're attacking three domestiques whose level is not so dissimilar. Especially saying Neve Fisher Black's taken as a dedicated climbing domestique. She's not stronger than Brody Chapman on the flat in, yep. in a flat start to a transition stage. So I, I hope we see more of that, not just in the Tour de France fam next year, but in, in other races. Now, if I was SD Works, I would just call bluffs in all the races I didn't care about. And so I would refuse to chase in, in Gen Wevelheim, I'd let the break win yeah. by 20 minutes. And then <laughs> Rubei, uh, you've set the pattern and then you take it, you, you change your tune. But um, <laughs> the problem is that I do believe they care about Gen Wevelheim. Yeah, they want to win. You don't yeah, line up They want to win, win as many world races as possible. And I don't know, I also feel like. I also feel like we're not too harsh when we do point out the the strategic moves that end up backfiring for SD Works. And it's kind of like whenever their their tactics in some races have been on point. They like the strategy of having a, a Kopecky attack, Ribas as defensive maneuver behind, stuff yeah. like that always Stage seems to work for the team. So that that works. It's just whenever I feel like the strategy that they do apply, the one we just spoke about, the one where they put a, a domestique in the breakaway, to me that sounds like arrogance. That's like, that's like trying to, to kind of like say of, okay, we're not going to pull. See, this is what happens when we don't pull, and then it backfires. Yeah, I mean, I would pick your spots to do that. I think sometimes they've tried to yeah. do that in races they actually cared about. Like, they tried to do it for, like, a 10K, 15K period. No one pulls. And then they're like, oh, shit. Chris and Faulkner and Strada is, like, <laughs> going to win just about. And, yeah. and she didn't in the end. Um, but that one was one that maybe Faulkner's a little bit more aero that day. She wins the race. Because, so that that's the only, it's, it's an impossible, it's not even, it's like a cloud. No, sorry. Yes, it's a, the opposite of a silver lining to every cloud. It's like they have so much to look forward to. They should dominate. They should win the Tour de France. Yeah. Um, because they're so good and all their, so many of their riders are so good and want to win so much, I look through the roster and see, okay, how are they going to do that as a team in a lot of these races and keep everybody happy? Uh, that's going to require... Because they got good climbing domestiques, as I said, in Shackley and in Fisher Black, but they, they need... Like Bredevold's got a huge job to do, I think, uh, as a domestique in the in those races. So that's the only query I have is how that's uh, going to work and how they're going to keep. You know, do we see a repeat of the Strada Bianca situation? Like, how do you stop people sprinting each other and then <laughs> being mad at the end of races? Because uh, when no, people Vorin can came both out win, a, about that story again, right? As in. Back in the day when she, we, she called, well, she shouted Kotwev at someone. Everybody thought it was about uh, at Kopecky because that's the most lo logical scenario. I think it was about Faulkner, no? Yeah, but 
She now said that Falk, Faulkner gave two him months a big ago. Argue. She now said that in December, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That story wasn't yeah. being said for the first eight months after the event. <laughs> no, that was weird. There were weird vibes there for sure. They didn't of look at each other after the finish. There was uh, that was that was weird. They were not uh, happy with each other. I'm all for teammates sprinting each other, but I feel like they didn't know they were sprint. Both of them didn't know they were sprinting yep. each other. Like Should I feel like last year. I've had. By the way, put this on the record. I'm done with gifts. I'm fucking done with gifts. I've seen enough of them. I don't care. S fight each other. Sprint each other. If Van I... gets in, a, is in, is solo with Laporte this year, they better be damn sprint. I want Laporte to attack him out of a corner. I want sprint deviations. It's fair game. I disagree in some shape or form. As in, I disagree on the on the SD Works examples of Volring returning, rewarding Royster for her work in other races by allowing her to tactically win. What is it? It's Uya? Yeah. Oh, Swiss. That's a good story. Yeah. That's different. I mean, when they're two <laughs> people clear, they got a gap. I need to see Harper and Plap, Volring and, and Kapeki did it right. Um, <laughs> no more fuzzy dummy feelings. I want to see sprinting. They did it right, but they should know beforehand that they're riding yeah, against yeah. each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It should be clear that, okay, you girls are going to go for it against each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's... Uh, you, you mentioned Kapeki. She just won in the Europeans, like, back-to-back -back gold medals. Yeah. Benji's already alluded to it. I think the Olympics is such a big deal especially for the for the women riders in that if you're a talent like Kapeki, you can clean with the road race, with the track, multiple medals, and you'd be aiming for multiple yep. golds. So if you already have a podium, and realistically, she's not going to beat Volering in GC at the tour. She already got yep. stage wins, already got second, already got the points Green jersey. jersey. Or, so why would that be as big a focus as, okay, I can win three, two, three gold medals here. I can understand that. Uh, and same with Royce. So maybe we do see a more balanced squad with a sprinter and a GC rider at the tour with more uh, domestiques. Maybe. Uh, we'll wait to see. Uh, is there anything else from this team, Benji? Who do, you think, who do you think really breaks out and maybe joins the big three or four on this team out of the young guns? Oof. Is it Vash? Is it Unica? Is it Schreiber? Marcus? Uh, Fisher Black? I don't know. I don't know about seriously stepping up. I think Vash will probably make a step up in my opinion. But to say join the big guns, I don't see that happening in 2024 necessarily. And the same with the likes of Bredewald, Marcus, and, and so forth. So I don't see that move necessarily, but it's also... This team doesn't need that. They don't need an extra bloody cook in the kitchen to have to handle. <laughs> they want their riders yeah. to stay down there in the in the pit of domestique work for a bit. Come on, wait until at least one of our top riders leaves is what I would be thinking. <laughs> but also, this is not the team that needs to make moves. As in, this is the team that was super successful. Yes, they, they had a bit of a failure in Roubaix. Yes, they had a few stages at Tour de France that kind of looked like they should have won instead. But outside of that, they're winning most of their races. So 
it's up to the other teams to deliver. And that's the thing that I'm most looking forward to, whether the others can step up and compete against this team and not necessarily whether SD-Works can step up and do even better than they already did. Because let's be honest about it, if SD-Works becomes better and the other teams stay relatively the same, half of the year will be unwatchable. Yeah. Probably, like, if they're just if they're just basically deciding who's going to win today. Because, like, literally, in some stages, you can see them deciding on the road yeah. who's going to win today. Before they're yeah. even solo, they're like, all right, all right, you just go and win today. Um, the second voice yeah, will like, win in the end game. We knew it was the most boring class. Yeah, of the yeah, year. yeah, finished. Well, the one men's off. one. Oh, the men's one at least had action between first and second camel. That was all right. They had the Jakobsen, Shaspatat, um, yeah, who's on the but... radio telling him to go. Brugge de Pano was probably the best classic in women's cycling last year. Couple classic. Yeah. Uh, I think Bredevold's going to step up. I think Bredevold is is really good. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence that she won Europeans. Uh, and Plue, I think she can win uh, Paris-Roubaix. Uh, I would like to see her actually yeah. do more of the cobbled classics because she's tall, actually. I think she's like nigh on six foot. And... So she has a lot of power under the bonnet. So I would like to see her do more of the, the World Tour Cobble Classics, although they do use her as a valuable domestique in the Ardennes. Uh, but she, I think she is the one that's going to get, in terms of one-day races, close mm -hmm. to the superstars. And then in GC, I think it'll be Fisher Black. Uh, will take a big step up. She's definitely going to be the most valuable uh, dedicated climbing domestique for Volering. So that's a key role for her, her and Shackley. But I think... Fisher Black is the is the most likely to be the better one, and I'd like to see her perhaps used as a co-leader in maybe the Giro where she came eighth this year, or the Vuelta, uh, tactically with Volering, uh, and kind of like Kuss in the Vuelta. I, I would like to see her get that chance. She doesn't need to be riding the front every time for Volering. I don't think maybe Volering won't do all three. I don't. I don't know. Finally, I have a question for you. See. In the last few podcasts, every now and then, we've heard a little rainforest in your background. Oh, sorry. And I'm I wondering. Close the window, it's the cicadas. Are you they hiding a rainforest somewhere? No, that is a, there is a rainforest right there. Really? Um, sorry. I, yeah, people. I don't know if people complain. They just mentioned it. But yeah, they just started because it's dusk. But yeah, I, there's rainforest behind me. Um, <laughs> mate, it's rained here every day. I've got a mosquito bite. Look at that mosquito. Well, that's actually, it's a mosquito bite on the scarring on my arms. Um, it's painful, yeah, but that's that's why you can hear them as cicadas and there's a rainforest. It's rained here, every, the rain here has been crazy. It's rained every day. Um, I still got out this morning, but man, it's been it's been so humid. You don't even understand. Like, you would perish here, I think, Benji. Like, you I would literally, you'd see, you would see it's 28. It's raining here every day, too. It's just not as hot, yeah, probably. You would see it was 28, you'd be like, that sounds fine, 28, 29, but the humidity is 94%, so the actual humidex, Crazy. so how you, your, your perception of the heat, is 41. So to me, it feels like Spain, 38 is nicer than this. 38, 40 in Spain is not, sorry, anyway. Um, that's all from us. That's not great. I think on the SD Works preview, they're the best team in the world. Uh, they had a pretty, oh yeah, actually on the last point, what did you think of the, given that they were half of it, the specialized ball gown photos the, when they're all in their suits and ball gowns? Honestly, I found it bloody epic. Yeah, I think it was cool. 
I think it was pretty cool. It just actually like, different. Yeah, Osgreen looked like, looked a bit weird, but no offense, yeah, Osgreen. Asgreen and Jaller, I was like, you reckon it's photoshopped? Uh, I've got to look closely. I only looked at my phone bleary in the morning at four forty-five. Is there an AI picture? That's the question. Oh, oh, it's been touched up. Yeah. yeah, it's been touched up for sure. I mean, is that what you mean by Photoshop? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we Photoshop our thumbnails. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Mm. I mean, how they they look very airbrushed. Do, do you mean literally? Were they all in the same room at one time? Is that yeah, what you that's mean? the one. That's the thing I'm wondering. I don't think they oh, were. Oh, you don't reckon they were? I think you're right. You don't reckon they're all in the same room? I think you're right. I think if you look at the the dress of Kapeki and Volering and their legs in front of Roglic, it looks like he's been inserted there behind them. No, it doesn't look like he's in front of that turbine. That's a good question. <laughs> all right that's all from us today hope you enjoyed the uh sd works preview we'll be back with a combined canyon mother star and uh little trek preview uh next week and uh we'll see you with probably uh, another special pod on sunday or monday until then ciao imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.